Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, your weekly dose of vegan chat and interviews with some of the leading names in the movement. Brought to you by the team at Vegan Food and Living, the UK's only vegan magazine. Let's stress awareness month during April and today we share our experiences of eco-anxiety and the difficulties of being vegan in a non-vegan world. I also update you on my vegan runner's journey and as always Molly has some delicious recipe ideas. In part two we meet Alexis Gautier, French Michelin star chef turned passionate vegan. Talk about your tan for a hot look. No, I don't want to talk about the tan. I, am... I mean, it looks, it looks, I don't think it looks bad. I think you look great. I'm slightly orange. I, <laughs> I look like a vampire next to you. Honestly, these videos are just like light and dark. Oh, <laughs> the shadows. No. No, I just need to wash it off. It's a different one. And I think it's just, yeah, a bit too dark. Anyway, um, yeah, I have been fake tanning. I admit it. All right. And yes, it is vegan and cruelty free. But what do you use? I want to know because I am like, I look like I've got corned beef legs. It's disgusting. (laughs) It's that time of year, isn't it? You have to start peeling off your jumpers and kind of like, oh my God, I'm so white. Uh, But we won't talk about the weather today. No, we're not talking about the weather. It's 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 going to be really good for Easter weekend. I know, I'm so excited. Which is amazing. What are you um, what are you making then? Some sort of pavlova. <gasps> I know. Oh my god. Okay, so I have news. This is going to be my first bit of news for the day. Um, so do you know how I'm just a really good cook? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a massive show off. And a massive show off, yeah. and just an all round. <laughs> just I want to be everywhere so I've done um I've done I've launched a Instagram page oh exciting where I will be sharing all of my foods that I cook um I'm just gonna start developing recipes oh my Um, god yes it's on Instagram now it's called Molly Alice Eats that's M-O-L-L-Y-A-L-I-C-E-E-A-T-X Wait, oh my God, how do I spell it? S. <laughs> we'll put we'll, Molly Alice eat. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, the picture of me, the profile picture is me eating a strawberry. Um, please go and follow me. I would really, really support it. I'll follow you. Thank you. I have followed you and you've not followed me back yet. You oh, oh I didn't <laughs> pop up. You know how bad I am with Instagram. People send Fine. me messages and... <laughs> Well, you know, the odd person sends me a message and then I'm like, oh my God, it flagged up as a notification and I haven't replied. Fine. You're a you're an influencer now, it's fine. You don't... <laughs> yeah. I understand. I'm back of the line waiting for that follow. Oh um, bless you. yes, yeah, so I am um I'm recipe mad at the moment. I'm sort of like thinking of all these new ideas. Uh, so I'm gonna do a Pavlova for Easter. Um, rhubarb is in season at the moment um, so I'm going to do a rhubarb pavlova um, with mint and pistachios oh god that sounds amazing yeah oh. with fresh cream well obviously vegan cream uh, like fresh whipped cream sort of like stewed 
um, slightly sort of tangy ginger rhubarb mm. um, with some candied pistachios on top and oh, fresh wow. mint. Wow. Yes, I'll be sharing the recipe on Molly Alice Eats. Yes, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, I need to have a look at that. I've never made pavlova in my life. Neither vegan, have I. Vegan or not, haven't you? <laughs> no, I'm so scared. Oh, God, yeah, she might not be sharing the picture. Yeah, I might not be. It might just be some sort of, like, eaten mess. Just, Who knows? Yeah, just a mushy, mushy pile of... Uh, Aquafaba. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, what am I doing? So in our latest issue of uh, Vegan Food and Living, the, the um, April issue, we've got uh, the cover recipes like cheese and courgette scones. Mm. I really want to make those. Oh, no, I'm lying. That's the May issue. Um, the <laughs> Sneak peek. <laughs> Basically, because the May issue goes on sale next week, in my head, I'm in May. Yes, so, but actually, so it's, it's still the start of April and... I'm thinking about Easter, but I'm getting confused between all the food I'm doing in May for like street parties and and stuff. Yeah, it's so confusing. The worst thing is when it's Chris when it's Halloween and the Christmas issue goes out. That is very I jarring. I know. Or it's like, yeah, I've just looked at the deadlines over summer and it's kind of like um October issue goes to print in August and it's like, no, I don't like it. <laughs> it wishes your life away. It does. You I'm don't always work living in publishing. No, don't work in magazine publishing. Um, what, what are we doing for Easter? We're going to do a... This is so random. My sister said, um, I think we should do this Palest a Palestinian. Ooh. <laughs> I think it was in Waitrose or something. I mean, it wasn't... I don't think much of it was vegan, but obviously you can adapt it. So I'm doing a pilaf with pomegranate Ooh. and um, she's sadly doing lamb. We did have a little bit of a to do because oh really well not really we didn't it wasn't we didn't fall out or anything but it's just awkward because she was vegan for a bit oh no now she's like the opposite she's basically moved like out into the um i love i love you sister i won't say your name but <laughs> <laughs> in case you're listening i'm sorry um yeah now she's kind of moved out to the country and everyone's kind of like it's like farming Flat, you know farming country culture basically what happened was last week everything got a bit too much and we were going to talk about this later weren't we about um because it's stress awareness month this yes. month and um you know us vegans do kind of have a lot of things to battle with don't we in terms of mm -hmm. living in a in a world that is not vegan and um like we were talking about last week living in a bit of a bubble and sometimes that bubble gets burst and harshly as yes, well yes and you're suddenly sort of flung into this other world and it's like no no this isn't right what's happening yeah. what's going on what <laughs> is this I, dystopia yes I it all got a bit much last week so I was just I was sort of getting more and more fired up about stuff you know when you go through those phases where you're like yeah come on like we've got to you know we're really doing so well with all this and everything's gonna change and I don't know just like I've got to save the animals and you're yeah. like going to bed with anxiety and you're waking up with anxiety and just really, really sort of fired up. And um, <laughs> oh, I hate to admit this, I had a few glasses of wine and basically <laughs> some stuff came up. I was like lying in bed Friday night um, on my phone, on Facebook, as you do. And a couple of things just came up in my feed and it was like, um, it was like uh, high, high welfare, local meat. Mm, oh no and I was like and all I put was um what does high welfare mean which I think is you know quite like restrained but my you're just asking for a bit of transparency I know just yeah just clarity on that <laughs> read between the lines is there such a thing what do, you no. know what is, what is ethical meat so then my sister sent a screenshot on the group thread saying oh my god holly's a troll this is my friend she's absolutely lovely she really loves her animals and i was like mortified but then of course i'm like well i'm gonna defend myself and i was like well okay so she loves the animals but like they still end up with Killed. their yeah I, yeah <laughs> I, I actually described it worse than that and said <laughs> how they were killed which yes. i shouldn't have done but but it's um, I know this is it, and she was just the truth like, is uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable. Like it's not a natural process, so like you know, 
it's the kind of like sugarcoating it, uh, which has got us to where we are, where we're so detached from the realities of animal to meat, like, you know, yeah. farm, to, farm to plate. That journey yeah. is so broken for us. Like we, we're so, there's so many people that still like are so unaware of how animals are murdered and, you know, have this kind of like picturesque sort of like they live on a farm for until they're old and they can't, you know, they can't live anymore and it's natural and all of this stuff. And it's just, um, that's not what I know. Happens. I mean, they, they're, basically my sister was saying, you know, that if you're going to eat meat, that you should eat it like this. And my mum did sort of chip in and say, oh, I don't know how people can do it when they become so attached to the animals. Like they've got mm. little kids and stuff and, and then sort of send them off. And I said, you know, I was, and I mentioned like when I was chatting to Kate Nash and she was, yeah, Kate Nash was saying that she thinks if you eat meat, that you should be made to go and see what happens, mm. which is obviously quite an extreme view. However, I do sort of secretly agree with it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, as you said, it's sort of like taken away that kind of like iron curtain sort of thing. And I know, exactly. But yeah, it was some, um, it was a bit awkward, but she was, she was really nice about it and we didn't sort of have a falling out or anything, but it just got a bit, got a bit much. And I was in, you know, ended up end of the week, like in tears. And then, oh mate, it's just Christmas, isn't it? It's the same, like, it's the same kind of like arguments that you'd have at Christmas. This whole kind of like, you know, uh, yeah yeah lamb it's just everywhere i look it's it's either people going oh my god the lambs like whether it's on facebook or you yeah know, you're walking along the street obviously we're sort of fairly rural around here and it's the lambs everywhere and it's just sort of hitting home all the time and then you go into the supermarket and it's just like lamb lamb legs of lamb and you're like what's happening Stop. i know I know my sister I literally had the exact same thing with my sister the other day um we went out as I mentioned in the last episode we went to Cardiff Bay for belated Mother's Day and um in my family group chat um my who was it I think it was my auntie and uncle went to Margan Park and they had um some farming like thing going on and um there was lambs there my sister was like oh my god can you bring him home can you bring him home like really like cooing over this like baby lamb um obviously baby lamb lambs are babies you have to say baby lamb don't you Just baby lamb beautiful. it's a baby lamb it's not a lamb it's a baby lamb um anyway so cute i'm so yeah they are adorable because they are babies um and then we went out for food and she had lamb for food for dinner and I was just like oh is that the same lamb that you wanted to bring home and cuddle and have as your like pet um and she was just like oh yeah but I didn't you know I didn't want this one as my pet I wanted the other one on the photo <laughs> and I was just like I can't even have this conversation with you right now you are so far removed I just oh, can't no. even it's, my breath is not wasted on you <laughs> it's so hard isn't it and if you're in that sort of mood where you're like just getting irate and, and angry about it then it, you really can lead to sort of some fallouts and yeah awkward conversations but anyway um I think we just all need to sort of like give ourselves a little cuddle now and again and be like it's okay we're all in this together us vegans this is a safe yeah. place we can all talk here together and <laughs> it's it is yeah safe in the bubble we're safe we're yes safe in the bubble <laughs> um I have such sort of like climate anxiety and just kind of just general anxiety about sorry this is gonna get a bit heavy right now trigger warning <laughs> um about just kind of like the future of the world like I literally go to bed some nights not even able to sleep because I'm just sort of like I just get myself really um what's the word like just hyper anxious and I just have so many thoughts in my head it's just like just thinking of different scenarios just like oh my god but what if this happens what if this happens what if this happens like you know climate anxiety I remember last summer when we had the heat waves and know and you were seeing these pictures on the news and it was just like houses just engulfed in flames because they were overheating and stuff like I that I was crying I was literally yeah. just like the there is nothing you know the helplessness that you feel is just it's horrendous and there is not a lot that we can do other than, you know, cutting meat out of our diets and things like that. But there is a sense of, okay, we actually can't do a lot. This has to now come from above. Mm. I'm not, but, you know, I mean, higher powers as in like the government and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that in itself, you know, with our very 
our great government that we've got at the moment. <laughs> they are doing a really, really great job. Good old uh, Conservatives. Oh, God. <laughs> a round of applause for them, eh? They are just doing a really swell job. I know. I mean, there's this, um, there's this like, the big one coming up, isn't there? The um, Is it, I think it's Extinction Rebellion, and they're just encouraging everyone to meet um, I think it's outside the Houses of Parliament. and there's Is that the one in London? Yeah, so the plant-based health professionals are going and Viva. And I was kind of thinking like, you know. No, we were going to go, but I've got a dentist appointment. <laughs> that is such a cop-out. I know. I feel like when I was sending it to you, I was just like, she's going to think I'm lying. I'm not. I'm, I genuinely have a dentist appointment and I've got to go because, sorry, this is going to go off topic in a second, but I've got a complaint. Trying to get a, a dentist in Bristol is... Well, I've been here for seven years and I've not been able to do it. So I've still got my well, dentist that's... from home. Um, but because I've got great teeth, I've not been in like maybe nine years. Um, but my wisdom teeth are going through and they're kind of hurting. So I just want them checked up. Yeah. Um, and I rung my dentist up in November, by the way. So I've been waiting almost six months for this appointment. What? I know. Um, and she, the receptionist was just like, okay, so um, it looks like from nine years ago and maybe even before that <laughs> you had a couple of late um uh, late shows or like maybe one no show or whatever and I was like from nine years ago it's like yeah it's basically if you don't make this one you're going to be off our books so that's why I've got to go oh my god <laughs> that know. is insane it's so petty <laughs> from <laughs> when I was like six months yeah from when I was like 16 I'm being oh penalized <laughs> yeah I know. Is, no wonder the younger generation got anxiety. You can't even get to see a blooming dentist. What is I going know. on? Society is just falling apart. I know. <laughs> Perhaps I'll just go on my own then with my little placard. Your Simply Vegan t-shirt. Which, by the way, um, for those who don't know, Holly ran. So, a bit of a backstory. <laughs> Holly and I were meant to be running the London Half Marathon. Um, Sunday just gone. It didn't happen. Um, I was ill with the flu, but Holly ran Bournemouth 10K. Is that right? Yes. I scaled it down to somewhere closer and a shorter I think that's run. Great. I think that's great. Um, it just, yeah, it just kind of, um, you had chin spins, didn't you, when we were training? Yes. And I just, oh, I don't know. I didn't, do you know what? Having, after I did it, I thought, God, Holly, why did you make such a song and dance about <laughs> oh, oh, I can't do it. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so anxious. And then it's like... It's it ten... is anxiety-induced, though. It's horrible. I, honestly, it was hanging over me so much. Afterwards, I have never been so happy in my life. I think it was like a combination of, you know, happy that it was over, but also just yeah. so happy that I managed to do it and keep running not get injured because I do get loads of problems with my IT band. I think it's mm -hmm. something to do with my sort of overpronating or something, according to women's running. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I, oh my God, it was such a buzz. It was Aww. like all the people cheering, and there was a little boy like high fived me as I was coming up to the finish line. Oh, and that's so cute. I know. I was just like, oh my God, I can run. And then me being me, getting carried away, completely carried away, I'm then like, right. Find up to the London Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not quite that bad, but I was like, right, let's do some more races. Right, I'm going to do that trail running eight mile, this, that, and the other. Oh my God, you're too much. We're literally exactly the same person. It makes me sick. I know. Like, just never I, just, I just can't. Yeah, I can't do it. If Good. it's some sort of like weightlifting competition, maybe. Okay, yeah. We can arrange Should... that. Yeah. You have to wear we... your Simply Vegan t-shirt though. <laughs> no deal. <laughs> well, I wore mine, Molly, and one, yes. woman, sh one woman shouted, go vegan. Oh, <laughs> like, That's so but, um, nice. Yeah, I didn't order the, the so as regular, regular listeners will know, I've joined the Vegan Runners, um, which, yeah, Google them or put it in the show notes if you don't know about them. Um, and I saw some there and um, I met up with um, one of them. It was supposed to be a few of us, but it was just um, one lady who was super, super nice. And we went to a vegan cafe afterwards and had like, some breakfast and stuff. 
So that was really nice. And But it was so funny. She said, um, oh, have you seen the um, newsletter, the Vegan Runners newsletter? And I was like, oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And she said, oh, you're in it. I was like, <gasps> am I? <laughs> she said, oh, yeah, it's talking all about you and how you interviewed Lena, the club secretary. I was like, oh, bless. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I know. But I have now ordered my vest. So I will be a a fully You're official. You've got the t-shirt, baby. Yeah. You got the I, best. I, I think I was just putting off ordering it because I didn't feel like I would represent them in a good way. <laughs> like as in I didn't so... want you to be an ambassador. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just doubting myself. And I think that I've never really fully understood running. I'm like, why are we doing this? Because mm. it makes you feel good. Okay, that's that's fine. But why why am I why would I want to run like 13 miles yeah I've had kind of like I think when we were training for it and sort of like I hit my first 5k and I was like oh my god this is it like this is the feeling that everyone talks about yeah but then I couldn't walk for three days afterwards so I was just <laughs> yeah. like nah, this is a novel this is a novel <laughs> so funny that's what I've been like all week yeah. just hobbling around <laughs> It's the it's the dread afterwards that I can't deal with. Like I just yeah I don't. I, so I kind of had like a sort of like sneak peek at kind of like that sort of like really endorphin yeah. boosting um, like aftermath of it. But my I can't mentally. I know I can do it. Like I can run, but I am so meant. My mental block is just like it won't let me get past. Yeah. And I think that's what I I learned at the weekend because I was the same and everyone was like, how are you feeling about it? And I was like, really, you know, not good. Like everything I was saying was so negative. And I was like, well, I've got to do it because I'll be letting my friend down. Yeah. And because I was doing it with her. So, you know, I'm just going to have to like turn, change my mindset. And actually it was a really good challenge mentally for myself to sort of, be like right well you can do this you're doing mm-hmm. it and that you know it's kind of yeah it kind of gave me that different perspective on it it wasn't just yeah. a physical thing it was and it's the it's the confidence boost as well isn't it I think as you said like you were I think when you you were saying when you run the last um, half marathon that you did a few years ago like after that you were just sort of your body was almost a bit traumatized so then you're yeah. kind of like looking back I mean like oh my god I can't like I, I can't do that again I had this much pain or whatever so like being able to do it and I think there is something about overcoming especially if you're just like oh I don't want to don't want to go to this thing I don't want to do this thing and then sort of like powering through and actually doing it like the feeling of it afterwards is so good like it's just like so like that little smugness just like yeah I did it (laughs) I know it's a bit like that with my to-do list this week because I'm off next week and I'm like so jealous you know when it's just like it feels like this massive mountain just to sort of cross stuff off you're like yeah come on like I I don't know I just like I just can't seem to get to the end of it but it's like yeah I can do it I'm gonna do it what are you doing next week talk us through um well my husband was supposed to book the week off but didn't book it off in time oh no (laughs) off to a great start so he's in the bad books um so I'm just I don't know cleaning the house (laughs) (laughs) a week off cleaning the house oh mate do you know what though sometimes that's what you need just a day like a week off of doing nothing like how nice is that you don't even have to go anywhere sometimes going places is stressful yeah don't go anywhere just stay at home get pissed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> whilst hoovering yeah <laughs> the dream I know I just feel I've been so overwhelmed lately with with work and you know having three children in the house including the German exchange student um and the the mess and that you know it's like been so wet hasn't it and the yeah. dog comes in and there's all splatters up the wall it's just like you know we've been here six Morale years morale is low <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's another whingy episode sorry guys <laughs> Yeah, it's, I think we've been here six years now, so everything starts to look a bit tatty. So I need to like get the paint out and, you know. That would just... be nice. So if just like spend a yeah. few days just kind of like decorating. If you try and do that like at the start of your days off and then you've got like the end of it then like four days or whatever exactly. just to 
reap the rewards. Yeah, and Admire I need to like, your hard work. Yeah, just sit there with a glass of wine and be like, look at that wall. It's so look clean. at that wall. <laughs> Love that. I do that now. Our bedroom that we decorated last year, I wake up and I'm like, oh, look at that wall. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and the garden as well. Like, it's just, you know, it all needs titivating. Mm. That's the word. Is that the word? <laughs> I don't like that What word. are you doing to your garden? <laughs> uh, just trying to add some colour. I've done all the power washing now, so that's good. I did see your Instagram story the other day. Boring myself to tears. God, no, what I'm loving I it. I love it. I love a power wash. Is there anything better? <laughs> Not very environmentally friendly with all the water usage it uses, but it's fine. I we'll know. Ig- we'll ignore that, Holly. <laughs> I know. I, the whole time I'm doing it, again, going back to anxiety, I'm like, oh my God, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, this is so much water. And of course, it's money as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know. Don't worry, um, I've got a leaky tap at the moment and, and I can't afford to get a plumber out to fix it. And I'm oh just like, no. just, I've put a cup underneath it now and I <laughs> use that to boil, put the kettle's water in. That's a good idea. Thanks. But yeah. it's, sometimes I forget the cup. <laughs> <laughs> look we can't be perfect and I think go, going back to you know the stress and anxiety whether it's eco-anxiety or or just being a vegan I think you know we've just got to let ourselves off sometimes we can't do it all I mean my neighbors so basically I've got all these like white walls and they just get covered in like this mold like green well outside yeah yeah and our neighbors are retired and he goes I'm not joking it takes him weeks and he gets a little cloth and a bucket and he literally <gasps> scrubs I literally I'm just like I'm gonna power wash it all in five minutes done next job <laughs> and, and talking about um sort of you know being emotional and stuff uh the interview today is with Alexis Gautier I've talked about him a few times haven't I and so I started excited. I started crying he was Holly. so sweet and his story is just amazing and it was just like oh my god like he just literally went from not being vegan in any way at all french mission star chef like you would not put the two together yeah. would you at all and now yeah we met him didn't we we met him we at, did. um yeah one, two, a, little three, bit, a little bit tipsy we'd we had, weren't expecting him there <laughs> We didn't know he was going to be there. We'd been to a, a press event at lunchtime and they kept feeding us wine. So yes. it was a bit like, I mean, we, we were fine. We acted professional. I sort of suddenly sat up very straight when he came. Oh, hello. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, please do listen to the interview because he's just, yeah, super nice. And he, yeah, he's really, really, really passionate about the cause. Today's podcast is sponsored by Paradise Cove Boutique Hotel in Mauritius. This five-star adults-only hotel is proud to have received a Travel Life Gold Award for sustainability, and the team is committed to creating a future where travel benefits all. Paradise Cove Boutique Hotel is part of the Positive Impact Movement in Mauritius, which works to benefit the local community, economy, and environment. That includes using local suppliers, employing Mauritian staff and having a zero single-use plastic policy. What we really love about the hotel, apart from the incredible views over the lagoon and stunning tropical bedrooms, is the new vegan menu created by award-winning chef and our interview for today, Alexis Gautier. Alexis has worked in Michelin star restaurants for over 12 years and specialises in vegan cuisine. He has developed a special menu for the hotel, training the Mauritian chefs to think outside the box and create show-stopping dishes for every guest to enjoy. If you want to find out more about this beautiful resort in Mauritius, head over to paradisecovehotel.com. Um, I'm really excited to welcome Alexis Gautier to the Simply Vegan podcast today. You're in France at the moment. That's right. Yes, I'm uh, in Nice just for today and going back to London uh, this afternoon, actually. Oh, lovely. Please tell me you have sunshine down there. Yeah, actually, the sun is shining and it's very mild. Um, yeah. Uh, unusually mild for this time of year, yes. But oh. it's um, unfortunately, I, I have to leave. I, I, I have to go back to London. To back to, to rainy London. <laughs> yeah. Um, Molly and I, my co-host, um, met you at 123V, didn't we, briefly? Thank you so much. That's for- correct having us there oh my gosh I mean we reviewed it last week on the podcast and oh the food it was amazing absolutely incredible Uh, thank you very much it was a pleasure to have you obviously (laughs) so how did a French Michelin star chef turn vegan because it's not it's not you don't tend to put the two together do you you kind of think you know French cooking it's very traditional it's not particularly vegan a lot of 
Cheese. I mean, uh, French gastronomy is not at all um, uh, synonymous to uh, veganism, that's for sure. Um, the entire French gastronomy was constructed, uh, created around the use of, of, um, of animals. And um, this is something um, I, I am trying to rewrite, you know, French gastronomy um, without uh, uses of uh, any animal, animal product, or, you know, removing, forgetting about the animals. And that's what I do every day. So at what point did you kind of think actually eating animals isn't right? Well, <clears throat> I, it's, it's been a quite a longer journey, to be honest. Um, uh, it, it started um, in 2014 when um, uh, after having had some um, people outside my restaurant complaining that um, I, I was actually serving um, foie gras. That was in 2013, actually. Um, they, they said, you know, you, you have, even though you're a French chef, you need to stop using foie gras because, you know, obviously the obvious um, uh, cruelty flexed to, um, to duck and geese. And, and obviously the f my first reaction was very French and very, uh, I say, oh, come on, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm French, I'm, I'm a chef and I do whatever I want. <laughs> but they did, they did actually put, um, uh, the, the switch on the light on, um, you know, uh, animal conditions. And I started to think about it. And uh, so first I removed the photograph. And then I was very fortunate to, um, to, to, to find a book uh, called Antispecist, which is um, a French book uh, written by um, um, a journalist. Um, and it's all about, obviously, antispecist um, uh, and all about animal consciousness and uh, what we know now, what we didn't know perhaps 20 years ago. And obviously, uh, you know, us as a human being, uh, being aware and knowing that someone wants to live, love, hope, uh, obviously doesn't want to die, doesn't want to be eaten, should therefore not, not, not die and not be eaten uh, by us. We are far too intelligent, far too developed to just, um, uh, once we know that, um, not, 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 not stopping. And so I closed the book and I said, um, I'm never ever going to eat um, anything that has um, a breath <laughs> lived, um, hoped, uh, loved. And, um, so I, I just stopped eating it. I stopped. Uh, and then obviously I had a French restaurant, a gastronomic restaurant. So it was, um, it was a question of, shall I stop what I'm doing or shall I change? And I thought that there was an opportunity for, for me to, to, to bring, some changes in, uh, in, in our industry. And I totally moved on the other side of the room. So while I was um, making a living and uh, earning, you know, good money um, to employ 50 people and to, 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 to run restaurants, um, I decided to change the entire concept of the restaurant. I mean, the concept, no, not really the concept because it's still very much a French restaurant, gastronomic, um, but um, without any animals while retaining our Frenchness and while retaining our gastronomy and, uh, and everything we had learned in the past, minus the animals. So that's, that's where we are now. That's actually brought a tear to my eye, just hearing you say that. I mean, wow, <laughs> you know, there's not many, there's not many people that, that would be so affected by, like you say, your sort of, you know, your instinct was just to sort of defend what you were doing. And most people will just sort of carry on with what they're doing and not look into it. But they obviously planted a seed, the people that were, you know, protesting. Or yeah, yeah, they did plant a seed. And um, I wasn't obliged to read what I wanted to read or to, to look into the, uh, the issue. But, you know, as a human being, I think, uh, you know, it's uh, who you are and why are you here for? And, uh, and I've reached a, a time probably of my life where I was mature enough to, um, to start wondering, you know, what's the... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The purpose of that. Yeah. And um, do, 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 did I really want to, um, to, 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 to live in denial while I knew everything I knew? How could I be happy just to, I mean, I look into animals' eyes and now I see some, someone in yeah. the past I could just see, I don't know. I can't believe I was, uh, I was uh, hardwired to think that. Yeah. There was there was no pain, no no no, you know, in what I was inflicting. So that was a big change, but I'm so glad I did it. What I found very difficult now is to um it's to convince other chefs and to convince people to um uh to 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 yeah to embrace what we are doing so to use for example their um creative skills and and to bring into to the table because that's what we need i can't reinvent everything uh, <laughs> myself you know i need um, i need everyone to put their um, creative juice into the mix and to come up with um, the most delicious things that people are going to totally forget about uh, about using animal instead, because the problem with animals, and that's their biggest problem, sometimes they are cute, but the animals we eat are delicious, and that's the problem. Mm. That's that's absolutely the problem. They, you know, a, a roasting of a chicken um, is is something that is not available in the plant world. Yeah. So, I mean, at least the flavor, the texture, the uh, and 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 that's that's a problem. A lot of people come to the conclusion that oh well yes it's, you know I'd love to be able to be vegan, but at the end of the day I cannot live without my roast chicken. I cannot yeah. live without my uh, my my weekly dose of sushi or you know. And and this is why chefs like me has to come and say well let, let me let, let me see what I can do. Let me see whether I can create something that's going to replace that. And perhaps I'm going to convince. So I make I make life easier for people to. Um, to change the way they eat yeah we need more people like you that's for sure so there are there are people but uh, <laughs> not, you know. how how have customers um reacted then because your your original restaurant in um london is gautier soho that's great um, and, right. and that's now fully vegan plant-based so yeah. how have customers reacted have you have you lost yeah of course i lost um 95 percent of my uh of, my, of the, the customers i had spent uh you know, uh, uh, almost 20 years to, 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 to build. Um, but that's something I was, uh, I was aware of. I, I lost, yeah, 95% of my regular customers. I lost the, um, I lost the, uh, what did I lose? I, I lost the, the, the reconnaissance of my peer in terms of uh, Michelin, for example, who stopped uh, giving us um, a star. Even though now they are changing, they are starting to um, to to give stars to, uh, to. I mean, one in France and one in Germany who yeah. um, are vegan, and uh, so it, it's changing. <laughs> but back then, uh, it was well, you know, it was my choice if I wanted to uh, if wanted to, to 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 change totally, of course. Um, but on the other hand, I found. You know, hundreds of thousands of people who are actually sharing the same um, uh, love for animals, the same dilemma in their uh, in their life, um, and those people, they also wanted to go to a gastronomic restaurant to celebrate their birthday. They wanted to go to a restaurant where uh, they are well looked after, and there is a sommelier, and there is a maitre d', and there is a, a silver uh, cutteries and crystal glasses, and and the menu is well put together, and they reflect the seasons. And so, yes, there was actually a massive demand for that. So instead of uh, being, let's say, before eighty percent full most of the year, by doing what I did, even though I lost ninety-five percent of my regulars. I was 100% <laughs> fully booked every day. Uh, uh, so, so that was really, really a nice surprise. I, I, I really felt like I was part of, uh, of, of a group of people who shared the same, same belief as me and they were, and, and they were very supportive and, uh, 
and uh, 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 you know, I wouldn't be here talking to you if they hadn't been there. What a gamble, and how amazing <laughs> that it's paid off. I was sort of on tender hooks then, waiting for you to say, "Yeah," and now I'm bankrupt. But never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But but I was I was I wasn't too worried for me. I mean, I was worried for me because, but I, it was a personal decision I took, and I was ready to, um, to to gamble. But I wasn't the only one on the boat. I had yeah. convinced my, my head chef, who had been with me for twenty years, my restaurant manager, my sommelier, uh, my accountant, who thought I was the the, the craziest man on this planet. <laughs> um, obviously, you know anybody anybody who were who were who were earning a living out of uh, what I was doing. They were they were petrified because they said you are you are you are you are, you are killing the business. No, I wasn't. I wasn't because also at the time, you know, the, if it happened to me, I, this is what I believed. I said if it happened to me, if today I open my eyes and I've got this knowledge and um, uh, knowledge which is available, a lot of people will want to have this knowledge like I do and will come to the same conclusion. I'm not more special than anybody else. Um, what I think now. Um, uh, what I think now is that people who have the same kind of knowledge as I do, who have access to information like I have had, who uh, are as intelligent as me, who think like me, and carry on at this date eating animal product, for me, they have a problem. Mm. They have a massive problem. I think they are, they are weird. I, I consider people who eat uh, animals-based uh, product as weird because... I don't believe they don't have the same knowledge as I have. They live in denial, and that's uh, that's a trait of character uh, typical of the human being, but not typical to um, um, intelligent human being who who think forward. and um, And those people will never be forgiven by future generations as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, their great grandchildren will look back and say, "So why did my great grandfather did?" when he knew that, you know, eating animals was obviously super bad for the animals yeah. and even even worse for the planet. And he would say, he knew everything, but he didn't do anything. And he would say, let's forget about uh, about him, you know? So yeah. I think there is a, there is also a, a duty of, uh, of, of thinking about what the future generation wants us to do. And and as I said, they will, they will not forgive us um, for, for not doing, for not being, you know, intelligent enough to change the way we we consume things yeah god i'm feeling so emotional i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) you know i've heard so many stories um doing this podcast but i just think yeah what you're saying is just i think so true and i've never you know i've never really thought about it like that thinking about future generations and things i suppose i'm sort of very stuck in the here and now trying to make a change yeah um this is the thing we do at the restaurant i should add um at the end of the meal when people depart, we obviously we give them a copy of the of the menu, and um, and we 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 encourage people to keep this menu in a in a drawer at home or you know somewhere you're gonna forget. And on the back of the menu there is a, a message for your future self um, that says you know on that day in 2022, I had I had, I had the chance to I could have eaten animal product or. I could have eaten in this restaurant and I decided to eat in this restaurant for X and Y reasons, you know, obviously mostly for the animals, but some people, they do it for the planet. Mm. And by keeping a copy of the menu, maybe in 20, 30 years time, you will look back and you say, well, you know, I wasn't that, I was, <laughs> I was doing something myself and maybe your children are going to find this menu and they're going to be very proud of you and your grandchildren. And, uh, and that's so important. We, we don't yeah. seem to think enough about that because we, we are never going to be forgiven for, with all the knowledge we have, not changing where we consume. It's, it's just, it's just um, abnormal. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, can you give us a, an insight into what would be on that menu then? If we came to Gautier Soho, what, would be, what delights would be in store for us vegans? <laughs> well, there is, there is a lot of delights. Actually, at the moment, we are um, uh, at the end of March, and it's when the... Um, uh, we are getting into one of the most exciting season for for us vegan creators of uh, delicious food because uh, the most um, uh, um, uh, refined and the most delicate uh, vegetables are just coming up now. You know, you've got the asparagus, whether they're white, purple, or green. There is broad beans, green peas. There is a small uh, fruits coming up. So for us, it's time of the year where we can show 
or delicate skill. Um, uh, we serve um, we serve you know asparagus with uh, with uh, wild mushrooms like morels or black trumpet and uh, or, um, what is on the menu. We do a beautiful uh, um, pain feuilleté. It's a brioche. It's like a um, obviously vegan, but it's like a brioche and it's uh, flavored with uh, white garlic. Um, and uh, and we serve it with um, with a spread which is also very green and and garlicky. That's absolutely amazing. That's you can eat kilos of that. <laughs> uh, it's impossible to resist. We 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 serve a beautiful um, um, a golden turnips because golden turnips are and the, 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 the golden turnips is braised in a, in a very umami broth. So it's like um, the dry vegetables and mushroom. Um, reduced as a broth, and then after we cook the um, um, the the the, um, the golden turnips in it, and then we finish it in a um, in a, in a casserole. So it's uh, and we bring it at the table, and we carve it at the table. So it looks like you're actually and it's and it's it's nice and brown. It's glazed. It looks like um, I don't know. It looks like a turnips, but it, it's more than that. And then and then we serve that with um, with cream morels because the morels they are the, the, the super um, uh, super mushrooms mm-hmm. um, and, um, and 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 the puree as well. Oh, it's so delicious! And this mm-hmm. really smells like um, the grass and smell like the musk and uh, and the sweetness of the um, of the vegetables. It's absolutely unbelievable. So that's uh, that's really what we that, that's what we are doing at the moment. But the menu changes all year long, so we just follow the season, and um, and we are going to go into the summer, so it's going to be a much brighter vegetables, yeah. beetroot, and uh, and then we go into the autumn when we've got the root vegetables, um, you know, like salsify, like celeriac, um, so it's a lot more uh, intense, and then we've got a whole long season of uh, truffle, um, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, and the vegetables like artichokes are gonna come now, and uh, I mean, it's super exciting. So we yeah. we never stop um, uh, creating and uh, thinking about the deliciousness of the ingredients and how we can enhance it, so people cannot live without. <laughs> yeah, God, that sounds so good. I'm getting really hungry. It's coming up the yeah, lunchtime no, whilst uh... we're recording. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't you don't go for any of the mock meats or or sort of oh, nuts no. cheese, anything like that. So that's very interesting because we we cater for um, really two kinds of, uh, of of people at the restaurant. We obviously have those people who, like me and you, have decided to stop eating. Uh, but then we have some people who are sometimes invited by people like you and me to come and try uh, what vegan gastronomy is all about. And um, and one of our um, <clears throat> one of our mission it's to make sure that those people, once they have had um, a gastronomic vegan meal, they think, oh my gosh, you know what, yeah. I can live on that. No and pressure. In- <laughs> no, no, I know, yeah, no. But one way to achieve that is to, we, we've got a testimony of 10 courses. And in each menu, we bring one, I, I call it modernity item. And modernity item is like a, a 3D, 3D printed meat. Uh, out of 10, 10 courses, it's important that we, um, we, we manage to, to bring that in just to show first to the vegan what the future might look like, you know, and to the non-vegan that in the event that he cannot live with, say, a beautiful piece of uh, braised beef, uh, somehow he's gonna have, he's gonna, we, we are going to be able to recreate this, this sensation of a uh, a fiber, uh, animal, um, a muscle, um, tender, uh, braised. We, we had a dish in our previous menu called uh, uh, Tomorrow. And it, we, we served it in the white um, porcelain uh, casserole with a, with a top. And we would bring it to the, to the table and, uh, and, and we will open it. And there will be a cube, 3D printed cube, uh, who will look just like a, yeah, just like a cube of a, of um, uh, like a beef bourguignon, yeah, and people will ask, "Oh my gosh, what is that?" And this is when we say, "This is tomorrow." Yeah, and why is it tomorrow? That. Because um, because because it's very likely that um, you know in the future this kind of three uh, D printed meat is going to be uh, um, something that will be needed for people who really cannot live without uh, the flavor and the texture of animals, which, you know, that's the biggest problem for people to turn uh, fully vegan. They say, oh, well, I love animals. Uh, I love the idea. Um, but 
Yeah. I cannot. I need to. So we serve it like you a beautiful uh, uh, Bordeaux um, uh, wine. Uh, there will be some bread and the, the rich dark sauce you will have, which has been reduced red wine uh, with vegetables and uh, slowly cooked. And, and the filling and the, will be exactly the same as if you were eating a beef bourguignon, except nobody <laughs> has died <laughs> to, yeah. to create this dish. And this is magical as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, all, you know, just thinking about all the resources that it takes from the planet and, you know, the cost of like sort of and a whole animal's life and feeding it and then killing it and then turning it into meat. It's kind of like a no brainer, isn't it, really, when you think of it like that? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. You tell me about it. That's what I that's what I think. It's a no brainer. How not compassionate can we be for not changing the way we we we, we, we eat? I mean, just the idea of ending the life of someone who doesn't want to die should 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 tell us. I don't. I mean, I don't want to eat someone else's child. So why will they do in the animal kingdom? Yeah. That's crazy. And yes, we we know. You know, science uh, now it's black and white. I mean, maybe thirty one hundred years ago, we we're not sure. Do animals have feelings? Can they feel the pain? Well, let me tell you, I take my dog, I twist their ears, they are going to shout because, of course, they feel the pain. And yeah. if I steal the veal of a, of a cow, of course, she's going to feel the, the, the depth of a mother who had her child stolen. Of course. I mean, we, we, cannot, we, we need to stop uh, living in denial. Obviously, I tell you, you are... Uh, you, I don't need to convince you, but uh, <laughs> yeah. l l last week I was um, 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 I, 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 I gave an interview for the Times Radio, and um, and you know the, uh, the the journalists are very intelligent, very well educated, and uh, and uh, but the minute you talk to them about animal consciousness, and they seem to 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 have like a, I don't know fog, you know, so, oh my mm. gosh. Is that true? Uh, a cow um, car being abused to give their milk? I mean, I, am, I'm, I can't believe it. This I is, know. you should know. I mean, they just refuse to, uh, they, they don't want to know. No, no, because um, it's, it's going against the norm, isn't it? And questioning what they've been doing their whole lives. And Yeah, you know, that's, uh, there is no problem to change. I mean, uh, when we do something bad, we need to, we need to, um, redress the the, the 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 course we are taking um i mean i that's what i think people yeah. who carry on eating meat or dairy product or they've got a problem now we need to change the uh, the people with problems are those who live in denial are those yeah. who know knowingly enjoy uh, enjoy because there is a sort of enjoyment in the mouth and the deliciousness enjoy ending the life of someone who doesn't want to to die if you can live with that that's just not possible as a human being you have a problem yeah i need to play this to my dad because he um he's a chef and he sort of went into education later on in his career but he's yes. retired now but yeah he um he won't sort of listen to me so perhaps he'll listen to a michelin star chef <laughs> no i think i, I i'm, I'm yeah, I mean, I don't know why, uh, whether it's from you or from me or from anybody, um, I found that sometimes it's, it's hard to uh, um, unhardwired uh, mm -hmm. the way we have been um, brought up and the way we, you know, where, where we hear. And I think also the, the, the fact that veganism is uh, considered as, uh, as some sort of way of life or no, it's not veganism who is uh, some sort of way of life. It's decided not to eat someone who doesn't want to die yeah. the way of life. That's the way of life. Veganism should not exist. Um, we, we, are, we are compassionate. We are intelligent. Uh, we, are, we are altruist. We, we think about the other. How different is an animal who doesn't want to, uh, to die to uh, um, a, a dog who doesn't want to die or, or your neighbor's uh, son who doesn't want to die of course and we we should not eat or end the life of any one of them that's 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 it that's it yeah i think we must have gone vegan at a similar time and it's it's crazy how your views can change so much isn't it in sort of you know five six years yes when you look back to how you were before you're kind of like blimey you know what was it <laughs> but no, like you say yeah, it's, yeah. it's you're sort of under this fog because you're just conditioned 
you know your whole yeah. life by the whole of society so yeah and and for a chef like me the the animals is the um the core uh, the core uh the core stencils that allow us to be who we are um the way i was um, the way i was taught how to cook was you know involved mainly animals if you i mean your father is in was perhaps in the in the 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 the, the, the um, giving advice or teaching um, new chefs how to the line is animals mm. all the way you know a simple animal to cook to more complicated animal to cook we need to remove that we, we need this is a but i know there is a lot of resistance because oh my gosh 100 years of putting things together yeah. uh, how can we change that but i always i always make the comparison with um, um, electric cars in germany um, there was engineer who had spent their life uh, redefining you know making sure that the combustion instant, in, inside of bmw or mercedes benz was always perfect and the combustion was perfect and one day they, they were told look everything you know about that you forget it because we are going full electric yeah can you imagine for someone who was like a specialist in uh it was there was no other way so it's the same for the uh, for us we need to forget about uh about the, the petrol you know which are the animals and go into electric because yeah. that's uh that's the future but there is a lot of resistance and a lot of people is too much to be re-educated to um uh you know it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of difficult yeah, it is difficult. We've we've just got to keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, sometimes I feel a little bit down because I feel yeah. oh, you know, people are, they've got um, they don't want to um, to 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 listen to us, telling them how wrong they are, and uh, and um, and 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 they are trying to avoid. Of course, they are trying to avoid. And the minute they hear bad news about uh, veganism, they 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 amplify it. They say, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> vegan fatigue, vegan fatigue. Let's all go back to animals. Let's all let's empty the sea. Uh, let's. Um, yeah. I, mean, I sometimes I feel a little bit down because of that, um, and sometimes I I I don't want people to think that uh, uh, this is just a fad. It's mm. it's not a fad. It's uh, it's who we are. I mean. When I see very intelligent people telling me that um, it's okay to eat uh, to carry on eating uh, cow, and they are trying to tell me that the cow is being well looked after, and oh, I say, what are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're gonna kill this person, but it's okay for you as long as you have been looking after this had person. Had a nice life well, before you met them. <laughs> yeah, why don't I do that to you? <laughs> tell me if you'd like that. <laughs> so true let's get on to your other project so you're off yep. to Mauritius next week is that right yep. I'm so jealous so you're in France now then you're off to Mauritius I mean that's just greedy <laughs> no no sorry sorry yeah that's um I, I'm very fortunate but uh, <laughs> if if anything um um uh, Mauritius like south of France is 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 um is paradise for um for vegan because oh. there is so many ingredients so many delicious ingredients um that's that's for, for me it's impossible to resist i mean i found so much inspiration in uh, in in mauritius i had absolutely no idea and the influence is uh, is um is 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 um east africa and uh, and um, india push right. together and they meet in um in mauritius and say the the the, the main market in Saint Louis, which is the capital of Mauritius, there is no meat, no fish. It's a massive market with only fruit, vegetables, spice, herbs. Oh, wow. It's it's um, it's paradise. To feed your creativity, there is nowhere better. Wow, because yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, travel and have sort of quite bad experiences, don't they, in terms of like the vegan options on offer in a resort and things like that. Yeah. So you're yes. working with. Uh, Paradise Cove Boutique Hotel. Is it? Are you working with the whole chain, or so? So mainly with Paradise uh, Boutique Hotel, but it's part of the um, of the group um, uh, uh, movement, I would say, where they are very much uh, involved in uh, positive attitude. That's how they call it. And the positive attitude involves a lot of things: respecting your employees, uh, um, uh, the way they the way they, they 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 look after their hotels, and the way they look. They treat the water, the, um, the the resources of the of the of the island and everything, and obviously 
plant-based and veganism is 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 one branch of this um, of, of of what they are doing. Yeah. And so in their um, in their hotel at Paradise Cove, um, they have decided to start implementing you know um, uh, a new menu which is going to be for people who want to have the full experience, fully vegan experience, they will have, they will be able to have the menu have uh, put together. But also um, my, um, um, the work I was, I'm doing with them, um, I recently spent uh, two weeks there meeting um, most of the chef, and this is really what I wanted to do, and to talk to them, try to put um, a, a seed uh, in their head about, um, you know, who they are as a chef, what their impact can be and what the customers of tomorrow is going to probably be asking mm. and try to see whether they can, uh, they can come up with some uh, reflex in their um, uh, creative process where um, they won't necessarily put the animal first. They will, they will start removing the animals and they will be a lot more uh, in connection with what's around them because there is no animal farming, natural animal farming uh, on the on the Mauritius island and more being able to, to find creativity and to develop a dish around the uh, fruit and vegetables that uh, are fully available on the island. And I think for the, the, the customers of tomorrow, this is going to be really exciting because you don't only goes to, I mean, I hate when people travel 6,000 kilometers or 10,000 kilometers and they go and eat uh, a fillet of beef from uh, from from Scotland or, yeah. <laughs> or a piece of salmon from Norway. I think that's that's not normal. I mean, it's. Uh, uh, I think there is so much more in uh, discovering the local ingredients, and um, and so I've had a chance to meet hundreds of chefs there and um, and talk to them, pâtissier chefs. And um, yeah, and, and they, 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 they are starting to get um, to get the message, and to 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 they were wondering, you know, for example, pâtissier never question, you know, cow. They didn't know cow had to be inseminated to carry on yeah. living milk. They had absolutely no idea, and I think it's important to to tell them. So next time they develop a new um, uh, dish or a new uh, pâtisserie or. Um, they might think about that and they might refrain from using certain ingredients and, and go towards some some more natural ingredients. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And it makes total sense, you know. I mean, why are you <laughs> shipping all this food all around the world, you know, when you've got all that right on the island? What what are some mm. of the things on the menu there then? Oh, well, I tell you, there are some... <laughs> I mean, first, the spices there uh, are, are, just, are just unbelievable because they are... Um, they are quite mild mm. but they are super refined really refined with the depth of flavor that lingers and lingers so that's that's the flavor then after in terms of uh, fruit and vegetables there are some vegetables i've never heard of um they <laughs> like the, the, the shushu um, um um vegetables which which can 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 hold cooking for a long time therefore can absorb a lot of flavors yeah, the, the, yeah, the shushu. <laughs> because obviously they 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 are all, all different kind of uh, of uh, of shushu. But no, I mean they're like uh, sweet potatoes. They have there. It's unbelievable. And the fruit from pineapple to to mango to uh, um, I don't know. Everything is so yeah. much more intense. And eat a banana from Mauritius. It's like it's like eating a real banana with with super depth of flavor. You can do a lot of things with it. Wow. So, so for for me, I've tried to to first things was to go into the market and to see what was available, to to touch the fruit, touch the vegetables, to to smell them, and then after to taste the local cuisine to see what this you know it's actually they've got a, they've got a very special cuisine there because the influence of Africa and India um, really brought some uh, uh, amazing combination of flavors and texture. And then after trying to um, trying to develop a menu with my chefs, which will reflect what's available, which will reflect the flavor of the island, but also which will um, uh, bring some 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 flavor and texture that I think people come from abroad will really enjoy. Mm. So that's a, that's a challenge. So we've got a, a small tasting menu, and um, and it's going to change every season. And if if I was traveling, I would go exactly to these kind of hotels that I've made the effort to um, 
to, to, to bring this kind of offering to, to, to their customers. And they, they really want to, to, to spread. So they've got a Japanese restaurant, for example. So with the skill we had from 123B, where you have been, yeah. I was able to, um, to bring my um, sushi chef, my vegan sushi chef, Tess, who is amazing, with me to Mauritius. And she, she did show them how to make, um, you know, obviously plant-based nigiri, uh, plant-based sushi, um, modern sushi, like the, the, the press... Uh, uh, crispy sushi. They don't. They don't need to to go for the uh, salmon nigiri or the tuna yeah. roll. You know, they can go for something really much more exciting that reflects also the area with a Japanese twist to it. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the future, really. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. And and you know, presumably p- people will be going to these restaurants at the hotel that aren't vegan but might try you know the dishes and then you're planting the seed all over again so it's just yeah absolutely we want we want them to to go there to enjoy um the 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 plant-based the sushi or the plant-based tasting menu they have had and to say i can i i I can eat vegan i had uh, had this delicious um, uh, sushi set uh, when we were um, uh, at paradise cove i had this uh, perfect uh, tasting menu um, all plant-based when i was at paradise cove I'm sure I can, uh, and it's it's so important, as you said, to to plant a seed and to to start, you know, start the journey, you know. Um, and and we, I mean, I am in the uh, in, in in the in the luxurious business. Um, people who can afford to to travel and to stay in those kind of hotels, um, they 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 have the the, the financial power, say, to um, to 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 make big changes. Yeah. And usually they, they, it's just a matter of them, you know, being, uh, being convinced about it and they will do the changes. Um, yeah. So we, we start by the top, which is, uh, which is also where we are. Alexis, you are such a joy to have on Thank the podcast and to have in the world. Like if, if everyone was like you, it would just be, yeah, just a much better world. Um, oh yeah, I agree. There would be less, <laughs> um, less 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 uh, less pain and less suffering in the uh, at least in the animal world yeah definitely well thank you so much and i can't wait to go back to 123b and perhaps go to soho at some point yeah or the paradise of um, in in, yeah. in mauritius because if you could just uh... fly me out there that'd be lovely <laughs> I'd love to know what you thought of today's episode. Drop us a quick review on your platform of choice or email us simplyvegan at anthem.co.uk. And don't forget, we're on Patreon too and would love for you to join us. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.